everybody. Uh, School Psych Podcast here. I'm Rachel. I'm here with uh, Rebecca and Eric, and we're doing another kind of informal meeting here about what's going on and, and checking in with how people are doing. We want to see how people are feeling, um, what you guys are doing for self-care, and um, where practice is looking. So um, as far as myself, I'm doing pretty good. I think that things are a little bit bizarre for everybody, but, you know, um, my family's in a pretty good position. Uh, my husband's an educator, so we're both home with our kids, and I'm trying my best to work, and so my hours are kind of strange. So I'm typing reports usually when the kids are in bed, that type of thing, because it's it's just hard, as I'm sure a lot of you know, it's really hard when you got little kids running around and distracting everything. I'm also trying my best to kind of keep a routine and keep consistency. I have, you know, you see all these fancy routine Excel spreadsheet formatted online um, and a lot of like Facebook groups because parents are getting together and figuring how or how are they educating their kids. And so like this is mine, which is not formatted or, or nice at all. It was just like kind of all over the place. And my son, you know, helped. So he made sure to include dinner and bedtime. And uh, so we've just been hanging in there and it's just been interesting to see. And I've been telling people that families need to do what works best for their family. I see a lot of like, um, you know, oh, just let the kids have fun, enjoy it, enjoy your kids, like, you know, don't don't create a battle. And then other people want kind of the structure and the routine. So I think that there's, again, that gray area. We talked about that gray area last time as far as, you know, being aware and being responsible and ethical and, and not spreading this and then social distancing and whatnot, but also not into this panic mode. But um, so we're doing pretty good here, um, but we're checking in uh, with Rebecca and Eric, and we definitely want to hear from you guys. So let us know what state you're in and how things are going. But Rebecca, how are you doing? Hey, everybody. I am okay. I am noticing that after a week of um, basically be not leaving my house and being with my family, I'm noticing kind of an ebb and flow of my own um, stress level and anxiety. And I think I've been thinking a lot about how last week went um, trying to structure my days around um, taking care of my making sure that my family felt okay and was managing these like really quickly coming closures and cancellations and, um, you know, the, the emotion that they felt in terms of uh, being really disappointed and scared and um, concerned about it all, managing, helping them manage that, and then trying to get work done, and then trying to, you know, continue to do the things that I would normally do, but are bound by time and space regularly in a day. So I felt as if not having like the four walls of my school and then uh, a work that I uh, go to after school and then, you know, the routine of coming home and being completely focused only on my family. It was a lot about not having those walls. And so um, I've been thinking about how to structure my day. So, uh, you know, that I love your schedule for your kids and your families. I, I've been trying to do that for myself, you know, as a first step, because um, otherwise everything, everybody else's needs and mine are like present in the same moment in the same space. And it, it has felt really overwhelming. So I'm not fully successful at my structure yet, but I'm making progress. I'm, you know, starting to have a little bit of a, a workflow during the day that um, feels manageable. And it's just about time boxing goals and um, estimating how much time I'd like to spend on each priority. And so that's really helped me. I think um, it's going to kick up a notch when they're because uh, I'm currently on spring break, actually, from my work. And um, when when school starts again and remote learning starts, um, I've been working toward creating um, systems and strategies for delivering services remotely now during my break. But when school starts and then it's like I'm going to try to have some kind of system for supporting my stakeholders more regularly and meetings and Zoom hangouts and things like that, uh, I think it's going to be pretty intense. And I think some of you may already be in that place where you're trying to be yourself, but from home. So I'd, I'd love to hear how that's going for you. And um, and then I'll just pass it off to Eric. Eric, how's, how's your week been? Oh, good. Um the same, I think. Um, 
I know that the three of us have messaged and chatted a little bit this week and uh, you and I talked this morning um, as well. And uh, same thing, like I, I vacillate between um, I got this and I'm, you know, feeling confident and excited to holy cow, I'm overwhelmed. And, um, and, and I think you said it very well, Rebecca, the needs of everybody and the lack of structure, I guess, um, external structure that the four walls of a school create or a structured schedule with meetings and changing buildings and seeing groups that that creates um, sort of puts everything on our plate at once, right? There's no disconnect from one and uh, reconnect with the, with the other. Everything is ever present. And the constant sort of bombardment of emails, you know, we get from work, from the state, from the feds, from, you know, all of these um, various connections, which are all important. Um, if I don't, structure myself so that I turn things off perhaps, um, or only look at notifications at a certain time, it just becomes overwhelming. And then same thing, my kids are home. My oldest is um, home from college and will finish out her freshman year here. And um, she's trying to navigate that. She Everybody's being a real good sport about it, but I wanna make sure that I'm, um, you know, just supporting my kids and their educational needs, as well as um, reaching out to my stakeholders. I'm concerned about my students at school and the staff at school and um, wanting to make sure that um, I'm juggling all that and being effective, I guess. So it's a lot to think about. Yeah, it's a lot. I was just trying to reply also to a comment um, that said it's so different when uh, it's so different depending on the age of your children at home. Mm. You know, um, young children, elementary age versus middle school, high school versus college. Um, such different needs and uh, different ways we can be helpful or not. I feel like my younger um, teenagers are just like really um, cranky. <laughs> you know, uh, and that's the way they're handling it. And then some of my my, my slightly older college kids are, are just really sad, you know, and, and so I guess it, it depends on the individual child as well um, or young adult, but it's hard. It's a, It's been a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the last time that we had this little, I guess it was a week ago, was it a week ago that we had um, this little kind of Facebook live chat and a lot mm -hmm. of people were kind of writing in that, um, you know, that they were in states that are closed. Is anybody still open for business? If you are, I'd like to hear from you because I mean, this isn't, I think there are still schools that are open, correct? I mean, and he, there hasn't been any kind of uh, directive from my knowledge that everybody is to close. So I would be curious if anybody is still, you know, go into their office and doing that and what that's looking like and what that's feeling looking feeling like. And then I know that we were in the, the midst of, you know, what are we going to do? What schools didn't really know what to do? And so I'm curious as to if some of your schools now have plans for remote learning or um, are already doing remote learning. I'll say that my district, I don't think that um, maybe because they're a pretty large district, maybe it was just too much to handle with such short notice. But um, you know, there's some lessons and things online, but not not a lot. And so there's not been a whole lot of directive. And in fact, when teachers have reached out and said, hey, can I record a lesson for my class? Or can we do this? The directive has been, um, no, <laughs> wait, because we want to be all like, um, all together and, and have consistency in these lessons. And so like the district wants to roll out the lessons and not have the teachers kind of going rogue and doing their own thing, which I kind of understand. But then there's this, okay, well, when is this gonna start and what is this gonna look like? And as a school psychologist, how do I fit in here? So I think there's a lot of kind of anxiety with not knowing, like, I'm not sure, is my district gonna have us do counseling um, via Zoom or Google or, or some, I mean, like I have not heard yet. I don't think that anybody really knows what's going on. So I'm feeling kind of that anxiety of what's going to be expected of me. How am I going to manage that in the face of having my family and everything else to manage? And um, I think everyone's worried about timelines too. So um, right. we had, uh, there was a memo that came out from the Department of uh, Education, the uh, federal 
um, that talked a little bit about, and I'll post the link as well as we're looking for some comments, but I think that basically said that one, um, there was some perceived um, hesitancy on the part of schools to give general education services and have like a consistent, like these are your lessons and this is what we're doing remotely. Because once you kind of open the box of general education services, then you would need to think about special ed services. And that seemed like too overwhelming. And so there was talk of, are there districts out there that are withholding the gen ed services? Because once they get into that realm, are they gonna be obligated to all their special ed hours? Um, so the, the federal document said like, stop, <laughs> stop withholding education because of that. Like that's not a reason to not do remote learning of any type. So that was interesting. And then it also talked a little bit about timelines as far as um, timelines, it looks like from the way I'm reading it and you guys correct me um, are still, timelines um, and that the school should look to maybe, you know, holding those meetings when possible, but then schools can seek waivers from the state. Um, or if the parent is agreeable, there can be kind of a mutual agreement that that timeline is going to be waived. So that didn't, that made me feel a little bit nervous that it's not like, oh, okay, don't worry about it. It's like, <laughs> which, which makes sense. But um, I don't know, we got some comments here. Sorry, I, I know we're all multitasking and um, I'm just yammering on, but I'm going to post that federal guidance there. Everybody. But um, so some people saying they are going back um, from spring break up tomorrow, but uh, remotely. Um, some sharing that they will be doing uh, counseling through Google Hangouts and Seesaw. Um, so a bunch of and IEP meetings. Um, those are those are uh, going fine. Um, searching for counseling activities online. That's a whole interesting um, set of preparations. I've been watching the APA um, webinar, which is now um, free and available to members and non-members alike. Um, it's been helpful. It was um, created before this crisis, but it has some just really practical and helpful strategies, things like um, how to have telepresence, which is uh, interesting, especially for younger kids, I think we're going to have to be a little bit more animated without being too distracting because, you know, they may not be able to read us as well if we're too professional and too sportscaster-y or, uh, <laughs> or um, newscaster-y. So like all these kinds of things to think about, uh, certainly privacy um, in your home, where can that happen? And um, how to share those ideas with parents um, in terms of uh, it, what they can expect from us and what we hope that they can provide for their kids. It, it, kids need privacy on the other end too, if we're talking about um, tier three counseling, especially. Um, yeah, what was that comment? I'm oh, sorry, I missed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> not, not stressing too much about the timelines, I guess, right, right. kind of holding off for now. My district had said, like, um, so as psychologists, we're all working. Teachers are kind of doing planning. I'm not really sure what exactly teachers are supposed to be doing with their time, but we've been told, you know, finishing up reports and things of that nature. And we've been told, okay, like, say, a finish a report, you know, how are we getting it to the parent then? So, um, but then we got direction that don't give it to the parent yet, because that's going to be confusing to get this lone psych report, but the OT and the speech and the academic and all that hasn't been done yet, because maybe they're not, you know, so I don't know, it's just kind of a, a free for all. <laughs> right. The, um, the link that uh, Rebecca mentioned, the APA uh, telehealth uh, yeah. series of webinars, I know I shared it on my page, the Eric Elias School Psychologist, um, but we can share that out uh, on the Facebook page if we didn't, but it's free. So um, the webinars are at least, the first one was two hours, Rebecca, maybe? It's time intensive, time but intensive. that's something that you're going to be doing, a service you're going to be providing. It's probably worth um, chunking it out into small pieces and, and uh, seeing, there are parts of it that unless you're in private practice, you may not need. Um, somebody made the comment that um, there may be um, issues with, you know, what if students record the counseling sessions right. and liability concerns? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't have an answer for that, but I do think that it, 
would be important to give parents some kind of um, informed consent that they sign um, that helps them understand that that's inappropriate and not okay for anybody. Um, but I mean, of course, that doesn't protect us completely from being um, recorded. But I, I, I think that you know that's an important part: Sh sharing expectations both ways, having parents sign, having us sign um, before working with kids in counseling, especially one-on-one -on -one online. Yeah. I know that all three of us are part of the Testing Psychologist Facebook page, um, and a lot of those members there are private practice uh, psychologists. And so that's been interesting to see how that kind of community has been handling things, because mm -hmm. it, as in the schools, uh, we're continuing to, to kind of do our jobs remotely in some capacity, or like we, we have the paychecks still coming in, I think, for the most part. Um, but private practice, not so much. So there's been a, a scramble of, okay, how do we test kids remotely? I mean, they're shutting down and recognizing that they can't see people in person. But so, yeah, there's a scramble for how do, how do we counsel remotely? How do we test remotely? I know, Rebecca, you said that there was a, they were contacting Pearson to figure out, you know, testing and how that would work out. And it's just, it's yeah. a lot. It's going to have to be re-standardized, in, in my opinion, <laughs> before they can roll out. Right. There was a, <laughs> right. I, I think it's going to be um, very tricky to interpret those results anyway. Um, and uh, there was a great post, I think today, in the testing um, psychologist on the testing psychologist page that just said, um, why don't we just not do testing right now? Because it's so dependent right. on that one-on-one in-person interaction um and it is you know normed for that and and standardized that way so i that's where i lean also but um you know i'm not sure what individual districts are going to say schools um if you have the WIS computerized version can you test remotely so do ipads have to be um connected I mean, I know that there are some like contract services, for example, that if a school is understaffed, they can contract with a telepsych service and um, they have like a go between person that would set up the camera and stuff in the school system when kids are in school mm -hmm. and have, you know, via Zoom or whatever and administer it with the child where the school psychologist is also viewing and, and manipulate and, and doing the scoring and whatnot. But you know, I don't even know how <laughs> how that would work. I mean, you can't get a parent to give a whisk on um, and you know for you and <laughs> so that's here's the coding protocol. Here's your blocks. <laughs> here's the blocks. Oh, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. But I think a couple of comments. There's been a lot of really good comments. Yeah. And what I love is just so many of these comments are you know folks we've met at NASP. Um, uh, Heather is one of my neighbors um, whose son uh, plays music with my son. So nice to see you, Heather and. Um, so many people that we meet with on Twitter and um, chatting with today, um, Manu Thomas, on, Dr. Thomas on one of the, um, uh, I think, Instagram or Twitter today. So, so many amazing school psychs here and former guests that we've had on as well. So, and Barry from New Jersey, I probably, I can't read everybody's name, I'm sure, but, <laughs> but it's exciting to see you all. And, and yeah. Uh, we're all starved for adult conversation. Right? I know. <laughs> I know. Like, oh. yes. Whoever thought we'd miss the meetings. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that we uh, should talk a little bit about um, self-care because all of these questions that we have and all of these unknowns right. are bound to create some level of stress at the very least, but um, anxiety as well. And yeah. um, and so I think it is a time as we move forward to really notice and um, apply emergency crisis self-care strategies. I, we talk about self-care a lot as school psychologists, right. but a lot of times we, I think we sort of brush it off as individuals. Oh yeah, you know, I, I uh, spent 10 minutes um, breathing and now I'm good for like the month, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Uh, 
I think we have to practice those daily rituals um, more intentionally, whatever they like our movement breaks, our exercise habits, our fueling our bodies in ways that help us feel our best. But but also, you know, think deeply about the lot more long term practices um, of managing stress, whether that be uh, relying, you know, asking for help when we need it, really making sure that we don't encroach on our um, family time, you know, I think that's gonna be really challenging right now while we're working from home. Um, but if we keep our sacred spaces a little bit separated somehow, whether it's just in a schedule, I think that will be an enduring self-care strategy that is effective. What does everyone else think in terms of what's been working for their self-care? I can tell you what didn't work for me. So I had this idea with my school counselor to do this like morning show, right? And we're gonna like reach out to the kids. It's gonna be awesome. And it was just, it just was more stress than I was willing because it turned into this day. It was like an hour a day. So like Monday through Friday and she's fun and interactive and I'm a little bit more, <laughs> not so much, I guess maybe. And um, yeah, by Friday I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot keep doing this all day. I'm just, it's too much and I can't can't like be be that on it um, the whole time. So I've decided I gave her my two weeks notice. I'm like, oh, you're gonna have to find another co-host because I can't I can't do with you. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, but I know um, there's been who is it that uh, about the Twitter chat? Somebody tweeted out, let's have a Twitter chat, and then um, you know, yeah. so that's kind of in the works, and I think that'll be exciting, and that I think will be a low stress kind of way to interact with other psychs. So I'm looking forward yeah. to. That. Absolutely. I think that can be an act of professional self-care to, you know, maybe there somebody mentioned in the comments, there's been an overwhelming number of resources and and helpers kind of showing up and sharing online and, and social media. Um, so maybe one strategy is to pick, you know, a couple of either times where you're looking through what's out there or resources that you that you um, lean into. Maybe that could be a helpful way, but I think our Twitter chat on Tuesday night um, can be a great way to um, organize our thinking around some key questions and crowdsource um, mm -hmm. strategies and ideas. And uh, I relate to what you said that didn't work, Rachel, because even uh, just today I was trying, I practiced recording a message to my uh, the parents at my school. I re tried recording at least four times deleting all of those and I, I finally came up with something that was way too long and I just felt really nervous during it and it's not who I am normally at work. I, I'm usually really comfortable and happy to talk to parents and um, it just felt like it needed to be a certain way. It needed to be a certain level of professionalism and perfection and presentation and the tone of my voice and it, I was just overthinking it so much that it's probably painful to watch. It was certainly painful to record. So maybe that's a self-care idea too, that none of us, you know, signed up to be YouTube self-school uh, psychologists and we're not trained for this. And so it's going to be maybe different than um, perfection <laughs> and and maybe that's okay because if we if our goal is to connect with stakeholders right. and to share um, that connection that feeling of community and maybe a couple of tips or strategies or uh, things that they can do to help themselves at home and help them through parenting maybe that's good enough and the rest of it we can let go mm -hmm. yeah I agree that connection versus perfection yeah. really is so important. And and I think same for me, like I'm worried about, oh, did I contact everyone I needed to contact? Did I set up, you know, my, we're doing one-on-one -on -one appointments with our kids via the telephone and setting those up with parents, um, I'm with my elementary kids and um, no group counseling. And, you know, I'm worried about, did I set it all up? and um, how many contacts did I make? And I'm trying to keep a log of all that. And uh, especially this first week, connections, you know, it, it will work in whatever way it works. But um, somebody wrote, you know, we're all in cognitive overload and um, so many, so many great comments going on right now. Um, oh, Peter, thank you. Yeah, the, the um, testing guidance can be delayed. Good. 
Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good resources. I think um, uh, NASP, um, U.S. Department of Ed, NASP has been sharing things out. Peter's been really good on Twitter about sharing all the guidance. Um, Perry Zirkel's guidance has gone around, some legal guidance. So, um, and then State Departments of Ed. So, you know, keep your eyes open and and retweet, reshare. Um, so. Uh, good question, Karen. Um, uh, we are told not to do group counseling in my district. I don't know what other people are doing, but um, I think somebody mentioned uh, privacy and Google Hangouts, and we're only doing one-on-one um, -on -one teletherapy uh, mm -hmm. right now. And yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd call it therapy yet, um, <laughs> but it, we're we're breaking that um, little barrier to you know to work on it, uh, making connections first. So. Yeah, and Karen, I, I, I will be doing um, groups. I think we'll think of them as, as tier one, um, open to everyone and just scheduled in small groups. So um, again, as a way to connect with kids, to help them um, feel you know supported by their school psychologist and connected and um, identify their feelings. And I'll have, uh, there'll be more like social emotional learning um, groups. And I'm excited for that because I think a small group in a Google Hangout um, could be really sweet. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to that. So is anyone else out there doing groups? Yeah, I, I noticed that somebody, um, uh, there's been talk about drop-in. What does that look like um, as far as drop-in counseling type of stuff? Eric, are you doing that or no? Or No, okay. No, we, well, we have a Google Classroom for each group and, um, and we're posting check-ins and activities and um, and I do a little personal message and my guidance counselor that I work with does a personal message for her kids. And um, we we're dropping some activities in a couple times a week and then, and sometimes the kids will respond and their messages are private. So I'll get them, guidance counselor will get them, administration will get them just to, it's mostly, you know, how are you? You know, we're fine. You know, they're responding to questions. Um, but no, um, the other kids can't see their responses. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, I feel like my district, yeah, I, I, we, like I said, we haven't done anything yet or have been told not to do anything yet. So I, I think I'm like many of you that were like, oh, the hours, we gotta meet the hours, we gotta see the kids type of thing. But um, yeah, I'm sure it's yeah different everywhere. It's tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. The, um, we're, some of the self-care conversations, those were really, really good, the comments. And um, one of the things that, you know, exercise is helping me and some mindfulness exercises and gratitude exercises. And um, and Rebecca and I have been talking about ACT, um, acceptance and commitment therapy, and um, just listening to a really good book on the, um, oh, I'm going to forget. I'm going to call it the achievement gap as I've been doing all week. Rebecca. Confidence gap. Confidence gap. But really just talking about things uh, in ourselves, you know, recognizing things in ourselves that we're trying to work on. And um, and part of it's just accepting. In, and they have this term diffusion and just really kind of accepting where you are and being self-compassionate and letting things go that are um, stressing you out. And I, it goes along with mindfulness, just accepting where you are connecting with your surroundings and um, and being grateful and self-compassionate. And I, I think because we all do good work and we're all in this because we love the kids, um, it makes it uh, tough sometimes because somebody mentioned the term derailed. We're kind of derailed now, right? And I love uh, Peter Faustino, I think, said something about, um, you know, it's time for us to show that school psychs don't need four walls, uh, you know, in order to do what we do. Mm -hmm. So um, so this is inspiring, um, for me just to chat with you guys and hear some of these ideas and just try to reconnect and be centered. Absolutely. I, I like, uh, there's one general diffusion technique that I really like. It's, it's just a way to get unstuck, um, from a story that you're telling yourself that isn't helpful to, you know, we're all going to feel, I think, a lack of confidence in this brave new virtual world because we, most of us have little or no experience or so practice. So it's like, we're all interns and our supervisor doesn't know what the heck's going on either, you know? So, um, 
So uh, the diffusing technique is to say to yourself, I'm having the thought that I'm going to be terrible at this Zoom counseling, or I'm having the thought that this is going to be really ineffective and I'm going to be overwhelmed and I'm going to be a failure. Um, you know, so anytime you have a thought that is challenging, that makes you feel uncomfortable or insecure or anxious or afraid, just um, repeat it to yourself with that phrase ahead of it. I'm having the thought that. Uh, I like that strategy. I'm going to try it. It takes some practice um, as the book um, suggests. We should put, we should, um, put the title. It's um, Russ Harris and Stephen Hayes, I believe, are the authors. Um, and it's, yeah, it's from 2014, but it's a, yeah. it's a great book. Yeah, yeah here's, uh, I don't know if you can uh, that's my audible, but it's just called The Confidence Gap. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. There it is. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, um, yeah. The other funny thing about it talks about how your mind will, you know, our minds have evolved to take care of us. And sometimes the way they do that is kind of like if your mind was a radio station, it would be the three F's radio station constantly reporting on your failures, flaws, and uh, what was the other F? Yeah, it was three F's, right? Three F's, failures, flaws, and mm, foibles, I want to say, but that wasn't it. Uh, <laughs> I wrote it down. Failures, flaws, and fears. And fears, that's right. So it's like a 24-7 news broadcasting about all the things that you're not good at, afraid of, and have failed at. So um, I sometimes hear that radio station playing in my head. And so by step by diffusing from it, separating myself from it by saying, I'm having the thought that I'm going to fail um, is helpful, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would say too, um, I've been trying to, you know, look at the bright side of things and and um, and whatnot. And uh, Chris from NIASP uh, had posted on Facebook something along the lines of he, you know, used Zoom to connect with a couple friends from high school and how great that was to catch up with people. And, you know, it, that to me was like inspiring. Like, so I'm looking, I'm actively looking for things that I wanted to get done or things that I would have liked to have done if I had more time, because now, you know, we do have in some ways, some more time. I know that we're running around doing other things and learning other things, but my schedule has definitely shifted and cleared. I mean, like the, just the fact that we're not commuting anymore, like that's free time there that before um, would be being used and might be wasted. And so now I'm like, you know, what can I, what can I do uh, with this extra time to make connection to, uh, you know, give somebody a phone call, you know, connect with somebody that way, or just get something done in, around the house that would have needed cleaning or needed maintenance or something that I probably would have waited until summertime. Now I'm like, okay, well, let's use some of this free time now. So I'm trying to look on the, the bright side of things. <laughs> but oh, such great comments, everybody. We yeah. like all. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Great comments, great ideas here in the comment section. If you are um, scrolling through later, check them out. Um, somebody asked, does anyone have any good ideas to structure checking in with staff? I'm an advocate for supporting our teachers and admin and understanding how to best support our students. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great idea. Um, I am going to be using Calendly for the first time, and um, Calendly is a um, is a platform, a website that you can attach it to your calendar, whether that be Outlook or Google Calendar, and create um, sign up spots um, for however long, fifteen minute, thirty minutes. You can create fifteen minute phone call, thirty minute Zoom meeting. You can create all kinds of different spots. And when people, when you share that link with others, they sign up for, they can sign up. So I'm going to use that um, to share with my teachers and my parents. We're also going to try to recreate the structures of meetings that we normally would have in, in Zoom. Um, so that's how we're reaching out to, to staff, admin and faculty in my school. Office hours, yeah, that's a great idea. I would put my office hours right in Calendly too. I, I so far I've just been experimenting with it, but it it seems like a really nice um, platform, really simple. Yeah, and Monica, I don't know if she's still here and watching, but I know that she posted um, some cool videos and whatnot. So yeah. yeah, if you guys have posted videos, like put them in the chat. We'd like to check them out at some point. Um, just reaching out to people and 
Very cool. Yeah, lots of people using Google Calendar. I love Google. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've been talking a, a, a lot about self-care. We've been setting up some new work practices and we um, also want to remind um, all of you to please join us if you're on Twitter for a Twitter chat. Um, we're going to have the amazing uh, Dr. Kirby Wyckoff join us. She's mm -hmm. one of the authors of The Essentials of Trauma-Informed Practice. Uh, I think that's the title um, it's in the Essentials series. But she's going to join us, too. She's a professor in, in, of school psychology in Pennsylvania and has been doing a lot of um, sharing of resources and connecting online. Um, so please look out for that. And we're going to use the hashtag virtual SP. Yeah. So that will good. Are you guys, you know, Twitter uh, competent? I know that it seems a little bit confusing at first, but it's actually as long as you just make an account and follow that or, you know, search for that hashtag, uh, things will pop up and you'll hopefully see things and find some cool people to follow and all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's conversations and comments about Zoom. I think people are right. Zoom has removed the limitation for 40 minutes. Um, there's um, another platform that um, there's a couple of platforms that people have been recommending. Um, is anybody using other than Zoom? I think uh, Google Hangouts is also HIPAA compliant. As I understand it, um, there's been a lot of talk about HIPAA compliance online. And as I understand it from a uh, clinical psychologist who is has his practice only remotely online. Um, he shared that um, HIPAA compliance is about end-to-end -end encryption, and that Google, uh, the Google Meets for Business, has that, um, and so does Zoom. And there's another uh, another platform that he named. I'm not remembering the name of it right now, but. Uh, I think I'll, I'll personally be on Zoom and in Google Meets too. How about anybody else? We've been using Zoom this week at the um, music studio where I, I also teach um, piano and guitar and, and that's been working great. So um, just the free version, but we, we do half hour sessions. So it's worked really nicely. Um, obviously we're not HIPAA compliant <laughs> or we're not, we're not worried about HIPAA compliance, but um, but yeah. it's worth um, Somebody asked if you need a special code for the Zoom 40-minute um, restriction lift. I don't think so, but when I set up my Zoom account, I signed up for the free basic and then inboxed customer service and said, I'll be you know, using it uh, as a school psychologist for a school. And I didn't, they didn't even respond, but I got a, an email that said, you know, the restrictions have been lifted, something like that. So I would suggest just signing up and, and letting them know um, that you are working for a school. Okay. Following all these comments. It's so it's very confusing. It's a, we're all having to learn. We're all in it together. We're all having to learn all these new different um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe the APA um, telepsychology webinar that we talked about before mm -hmm. did say that um, even a phone call is HIPAA compliant. Um, so I think, and Zoom and Google Meets, I've heard several times that they are as well, but. Yeah, that's the thing. Maybe we're making this all too complicated, like with all the technology and the video. Maybe it's just we need to like get on our phones and all students up. You know, maybe maybe it should be that simple. Yeah, right. I think there is something about you know the the nonverbals that's really important um, as we're observing you know our students and as they are able to read our body language too. But I don't know. <laughs> Although, you know, there's some drawbacks too, because sometimes there's a lag and I feel that, you know, as you guys are watching, we sometimes talk over each other just because it's difficult to kind of keep up and there is that kind of little bit of a time delay. And so sometimes it's it's a little bit more cumbersome than just having a conversation with somebody face to face. So, I mean, but yeah. 
Okay, so all right. Um, lots of good conversations. I think yeah. we hit everything on our agenda. I definitely, I think we wanted to stress the the Twitter chats will come and join us on Tuesday. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, good, great comments. Yeah, really. I know I'm trying to respond. <laughs> and I'm so I know. I'm trying to respond when I write back. <laughs> Google Voice account for phone. That's a good idea too. So you don't have to share your personal your phone number. Phone number. Yeah. number three. Okay. Well, any interns? Any interns out there? Like, um, just wondering how your programs are handling things. Yeah. Out of curiosity. NASP shared a resource also for interns and and um, internship hours and and things like that. Mm -hmm. So. Um, of course, they're being having to be more flexible too with how those hours are achieved. So hopefully, you all um, got that guidance from the NASP website. So check this out. We've got somebody who's able to meet hours through watching podcasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, Ooh. That's awesome. Well, that's really great. We have the most amazing guests. So I'm, that's I'm awesome. There is we apologize to you that have to sit <laughs> There's also a document that a school psych professor shared, and I'll, I'll have to find the website. It might be said no school psych ever. Um, but on how we can be creative to meeting for meeting hours and she's sharing that with um, students and uh, trainers. So hopefully that'll be beneficial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do have an intern this year and uh, I've been a little bit in contact with her and I think she's getting direction from her program. Um, but I know that her and I were scheduled to give a presentation on reading uh, in about a month or so. And that obviously I, I seriously doubt we will be back in a month. So I don't think that's happening, but I did read out to her and said, like, let's, let's record it virtually and we can email it to all the teachers so they can watch it. So I'm hoping that things like that will count towards her, her hours, you know, for whatever that's worth, but yeah. Yeah. So somebody mentioned that NASP is still requiring 1200 hours. I think there's just um, as Kevin pointed out as well, there's more flexibility in how you achieve those hours. I personally think now is a great time for interns who are so um, like creative with technology to create content. You know, like if you can make some mm -hmm. great social emotional learning videos and, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's share some strategies for um, delivering services and make a little video of oh, Doxy. Thanks, Karen. That's the one I can think of. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but interns, if you feel like doing that, getting online and, and creating some content that we could all um, share, I, I would be so happy to share that on my Facebook page, um, probably use it myself. And I think, I think what's been put out there so far in terms of um, school psychologists sharing their videos and their conversations with their um, schools, has been inspirational. At least it becomes a model for what could be done, what I could do. So do that. And I bet you'll get hours <laughs> for that. There's going to be a more creative um, application of how you're achieving those hours. Oh, back to 800. Yeah. Kevin says the requirement back to 800. I, I, I didn't read it very carefully, but go to the NAS website. They definitely just put that out um, very recently. And good stuff. It's good news. Mm -hmm. okay. um, also, Byron McClure is sharing out free social skills lessons. Uh, he's doing a video. I, it looks like every day and they're really good. I've shared them with some of my students already. Mm -hmm. And he posts them on Twitter, I think, as well as Facebook. There it is. Great. Oh, Thank there it is. you for sharing Thank that. Dr. Faustino is on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the page. <laughs> all right i think we kind of hit everything that we wanted to talk about any anything else you guys want to chit chat with well well we, okay. like, i have to go back to well, my children are sleeping now so <laughs> we miss you guys. <laughs> i'm going back to our uh, family movie marathon that's how we are um 
spending some time every evening. Last night we watched Argo. Highly recommended if you haven't seen it. <laughs> I have adult children, so I'm not recommending that for parents of young children. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, it's it's just really nice um, more than ever now to be connected with all of you. We're, mm -hmm. we're in this together. We're better together. Right. And I'm looking forward to connecting Tuesday night as well. Um, we'll organize our thinking around some Twitter questions and and we can share, we can crowdsource a, a lot of ideas that way as well. I'll be looking through these comments later also because I'm sure I missed a lot of them, but such great ideas and conversations. Yeah here this evening too. Yeah, we also kind of were brainstorming and I had thrown out the idea of, um, and I know I, I hate to even say this out loud because it's it's not good, but like, what if say we get to February next year and you know, we're not like NASP is canceled, right? So, <laughs> which would be a terrible thing. And I know that's way in the future. So we don't, <laughs> I shouldn't even say that. But we're kind of like, how would a virtual, <laughs> how would a virtual NASP kind of work? I mean, I think that there could be a lot of learning that could be done. I think it would be a huge undertaking. But then we were kind of thinking about like the social aspect. And as you guys know, we like to run around NASP and we take selfies and we get all excited to meet all these people. So like, well, maybe we can do that online, just like send out an invite to a whole bunch of, you know, school psychs and school psych uh, superstars and whatnot, and just have a whole bunch of people just periodically pop into a hangout like this and chit chat for a little bit. And um, instead of selfies, I would take pictures of the screen and be like, oh, <laughs> um, I don't know if that would be like way over the, just like way confusing with too many people or if that would be fun just to touch base with people so let us know what you guys think about something like that if that would be entertaining at least just to uh, chit chat with some researchers and and presenters and um, NASP people involved with various committees and things like that if that would be fun to watch and interact with and just get Sykes in here and just chat mm -hmm. so yeah yeah a lot of conversation Virtual. Yeah. I have a conference uh, I was oh, yeah, Ed Summit. Karen and I um, usually attend Ed Summit in Philly uh, in July and they um, proactively canceled and it's going to be virtual this year. So I'm a little sad about that. It's always mm -hmm. a really good conference, but um, it should be exciting virtually too. But yeah, I'm, I'm all for creating um, opportunities for us to connect with school Skype rock stars because mm -hmm. that would be really, you know, I'm not thinking that it will cancel um, next February, but who knows? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think um, this week, this week or next week, um, the um, school neuropsych conference has gone online as well. Um, okay. So you can actually attend now an individual session as well. So um, that's, beneficial <laughs> if you if you want um, ben asks who was the individual releasing social skills info um byron his, yeah byron mccord but his twitter handle i reach i just retweeted it today lessons for, lessons for sel yes yes lessons for sel at lessons for sel on twitter on twitter Oh, that doesn't look good, does it? Uh, let it focus for a, a second. A little bit closer and still, yeah. Yeah. Maybe still. not. Nope. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but the videos have been great. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if people have this, but this is a... Um, oh, actually, <laughs> Chris, or a good, good comment though. Um, two, four, six, eight. This is how we regulate. It's and it's really cute. Um, just self-regulation activities and um, those kinds of things. And I, we, you know, we're still ordering a few things from Amazon, some books and things. And my goal is to leave them out on the porch and Lysol them for a day before bringing them into the house. <laughs> yes, that's a good idea, Monica. We can Photoshop everybody, right? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I love it. 
Yes, and for anyone doing virtual learning, remote learning, please do share. Karen says maybe we can share content here. Absolutely, please do. Take home messages, um, research links, or just what you what you thought about it. That would all be helpful. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, guys, for for hanging out with us for a little while. It's a uh, breaks breaks up the. Yes. <laughs> I just shower today. I was impressed with myself. That was good. And she just out of my pajamas. So like today has the podcast has been motivating me to like be an yeah. adult a little bit. <laughs> All right. So we'll see you guys. Keep uh, keep the conversation going, and I hope to see everybody on Twitter on Tuesday. Yes, and then next Sunday we have a podcast. And next Sunday for food allergies, right? Yeah. That's gonna be yeah. Yes, and we're all thinking a lot about health psychology. Um, I think it's going to be a really great topic. I went to um, our guest poster presentation the year before this NASP, and it was awesome. Um, yes, Karen, you can access those lessons um, because he includes the YouTube link. So definitely check it out on Twitter. I can also share through Facebook as well. I'll try. To, I'll make sure that we do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Uh, we were talking about this concept earlier: the, the daytime PJs and the nighttime PJs. <laughs> and you know, a little bit of a secret. Like every time we're doing these podcasts, it's probably not a secret, but like, I'm, I'm in my pajamas. So. <laughs> I'm never in my pajamas, but. I am too. <laughs> <Thanks, yeah. laughs> so you can count on that on Sunday. I'll have for you know. <laughs> and I saw another meme about yeah, like uh, audio only video conferencing, and people like oh, and then like you know, you know everyone's like. <laughs> yes, I think Rebecca shared that. That was great. <laughs> oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's so funny. Well, if you find starting to feel sad, please do wear something different. <laughs> Take a shower, it helps. Let us know if that works. I will try it too. The same PJ. PJ twins. Twins, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that was good. That helped. That helped me, guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> so, we need this. We needed it. <laughs> yeah.